When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. And so she was, the queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, whose music career spanned five decades and encompassed everything the 80s had to offer. Despite rising to fame in the soul and R&B scene of the late 50s and 60s, it was her 80s comeback which saw some of her best-known tracks that even led to a film about her life and her being chosen to record a Bond soundtrack. But it's the tough parts of her life that really make her story inspirational, as she bounced back from an abusive relationship and having to play small-time gigs in bars and clubs to relaunch her career and become a music icon. So, what is the story of Tina Turner's life and career? How did she manage to make such an epic comeback to music? And what will her legacy be? When it comes down to it, on stage, or in a recording studio, she was absolutely brilliant. That's what everything else is built on. She was an absolutely fantastic singer and performer. Robert Dex is the Evening Standards arts correspondent. So Rob, top trending on Twitter today, on the front page of almost all the papers, a plethora of celebrities paying tributes. It goes to show just how big an icon Tina Turner is, right? Oh yeah, I mean, she she's massive. I mean, I, I've been doing this job about eight years um, and I think I've been starstruck twice and one of those was five years ago on the opening night of Tina Turner the musical when we were on stage interviewing the cast and the crew you know uh, the actors that were playing her and Ike and the, the playwright that had written the sort of the, the book and all that the story that the music was all was all based around and we were all we we're on stage it'd been a really great night it's a great show if you haven't been go and see it and we were just about wrapping up tonight and we were done and the PR came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, have you got time for one more chart? And I turned around and there was Tina Turner and my jaw just totally hit the floor because um, she looked like Tina Turner, you know, high heels, enormous hair, you know, just total star presence. 
Um, and we just spent sort of an hour and a half, two hours, however long the show is, basically watching her life. And that show is a musical, but um, it is not just a complete triumph, you know. It, it, there's some pretty dark stuff in there, as there was in her life. And there, there's abuse, there's personal tragedy. And we'd sat and watched through all this, and then suddenly the woman herself walks up. So, yeah, that, that was quite something, meeting her. That really was. And outside of the, the shock or the initial shock, I guess, of, of seeing her in the flesh, why else do you think you were so starstruck, Rob? And, and what was your sort of interaction with her like? Well, I think, I mean, I, I, I grew up in the 80s. So to me, Tina Turner was a massive star as soon as I became aware of music, you know, simply the best. What's love got to do with it? Bond themes, you know, Mad Max films, you know, the, the whole thing. I just assumed she was a massive star and always had been. And then you sort of you get into like, music and you go back a bit and you listen to the stuff she did with Ike and you know the Ike and Tina Turner stuff which she literally I mean she did her first recording with Ike in 1958 I mean they were there when rock and roll was being invented and she obviously had she had those gospel roots and he was an amazing guitarist so they were there when almost when soul music was basically being invented and their live show was was a huge part of that so I sort of assumed that from the 60s, she'd been a massive star and had always been a massive star because she was a massive star when I was a kid. It was only really actually sitting through that musical that you realise she had this... She left Ike in the mid-70s. Her career collapsed. She was basically singing in casinos as a nostalgia act. It, it wasn't like someone like McCartney or The Stones who've just been major stars and stayed at that level for their entire careers. You know, she had a serious, serious career dip but she always had that stage presence and she always had that voice in her locker. And, and then, I mean, she did a really remarkable thing. I mean, this is a woman who is sort of grounded in soul and gospel and R&B. And in the early 80s, she came to a fairly rainy England and teamed up with a load of guys who made synth music, which is not a natural progression in her career. But, you know, God, it worked. And she then became an enormous star again. In fact, became a bigger star than she had been the first time around. And, and those songs like, you know, The Best and What's Love's Got To Do With It and, and, and Private Dancer, all those sort of stuff. She became even bigger. She sold millions of records, played to millions of people. And, you know, lots of people get really, really famous and really, really big and top the charts. And then their careers sort of start to slide. You know, it, it's, it's a pattern all over the history of rock, rock music, isn't it? But to then go right back up to the top and actually become even bigger than ever before, very few people do that. And you have to have serious talent and serious self-belief and star quality. And I think she had that in abundance. That's it. And as you mentioned, some of her biggest hits did come in the 80s when she was actually in her 40s. Um, people have called it her sort of comeback. But I understand in an interview she said at that point, Tina hadn't arrived. Um, can you just give us an idea of how significant her music was to that 80s era? It just sums it up, doesn't it? I, I mean, the sort of the synthesizers, the huge power chords, the anthem-like choruses. I mean, they are songs that are made to be sung in enormous stadiums with hundreds of thousands of people. And that was kind of in the 80s. I mean, that was it. You know, rock music was, was moving in that direction and it was getting a bit smooth and a bit... Um, overproduced but as long as you had her voice which still had that sort of strength to it and this is a woman who'd learned to sing and learned sort of her, her stagecraft in crappy little bars and, and, and clubs in the in the southern states of the US do you know what I mean so she brought that grit to it so so she was one of the biggest stars of the 80s but precisely because she wasn't 
just of the 80s. Do you know what I mean? She had a bit of soul to her still and she had a bit of, um, you know, she, she knew what she was doing and she had had a life and a career already. And that shows. But I mean, I think that point about what she said about being Tina is in the 80s is when she struck out on her own. And it wasn't Ike and Tina Turner. And it wasn't the Ikeettes and it wasn't the Ike and Tina Turner Review and all that sort of stuff. It was just her on her own. And that, again, was part of the power that she'd hung on so long that she was here to enjoy it the second time round, I think. And I think that showed in the performances and in the music. Let's take a break now. In part two, Rob discusses the tough times in Tina's life and explains why she'll be remembered as someone who fought back from adversity. And that, again, was, in a funny way, was was part of her star power, that, that she could stand up and say, yeah, all these dreadful things have happened to me, but I'm still here and I'm still going. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. So, Rob, behind the scenes, I understand she had quite a tough life at times, showcased in part in the film in 1993, What's Love Got To Do With It?, and also the stage show you mentioned. Can you just give us an idea of what adversity she did face, what she did go through, and how she came out of that, effectively? I mean, she was a teenager when she started with Ike Turner. She was very young when she married him. It was what what now you'd call, I guess, a, a controlling relationship. It was also an extremely violent relationship. I mean, he he beat her fairly mercilessly. There was extremely violent domestic abuse. Um, there was actually there was one night a few years ago when the, the the musical was was done as a fundraiser for a domestic abuse charity, and and that was part of it. In that she told the story in a book, which became the film, and which was in the musical as well. And and she never shied away from it. You know, she was quite open about the way he'd behaved to her and the way she behaved. She finally left him, I think, in 1976. And that, again, was, in a funny way, was was part of her star power, that, that she could stand up and say, yeah, all these dreadful things have happened to me, but I'm still here and I'm still going and, and I've got through the other end. And I think people just responded to that, you know? She spoke quite openly about how she turned to Buddhism after that. What exactly has she said about that and, and about her religion? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's sort of one of those things that are sort of slightly unexpected. And she became, I think, a Swiss citizen as well towards the, the end of her life. Actually, that's one of the things that comes out really nicely in the musical, in that while she was sort of 
relaunching this career the second time round and going in these unexpected directions. She met um, a German music producer and they got on and they got on very well and, and eventually married. And actually he was with her the night that the, the show opened. And, and that was a real sort of tribute to them. They both found basically a new life, you know. She'd gone through all this awful stuff and I think she was probably often like people who have been through awful, awful things to get an appreciation of life. And if you get a second chance, you take it. And, and, and she took it. And as well as this new relationship and moving to Switzerland, of, you know, of all places, which seems kind of a strange place for Tina Turner to end up, um, she embraced Buddhism. And again, she talked openly about how that spirituality helped to deal with life. And she was obviously quite ill in the last years of her life. And, you know, when you see her on stage, she's such a forceful, energetic character. And I guess she was able to be that forceful, energetic, forthright person because she had that inner calm or spirituality, whatever it was that, that, that Buddhism gave her. The tale of her life really is quite the success story, isn't it? She, she said that she wanted to be known as the queen of rock and roll. But what would you say her legacy is, Rob? It's whatever people want it to be. I mean, on a very basic level, it, it's about what, 50 or 60 really, really good songs. And I mean, going back to the 60s up to up to the 80s, it is about a domestic abuse survivor, someone who was open about it, someone who got through it, came out the other end and, and would always talk about it to the extent that it would help other people. That, that, I mean, that's a heck of a legacy. It's a black woman at the top of the music business and at the top of the music business twice, having gone full and pretty near the bottom of it in between. So, you know, they always say there's no second acts. Like, she had a heck of a second act. So it's somebody who kept going and got the success they deserved. She did an interview a few years ago with American TV where they went to her, you know, palatial Swiss home, you know, swimming pool and, you know, huge garden, gorgeous views and all that sort of thing. And the guy speaking to her said, do you deserve this? She said, no, 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 I deserve more than this. So I think she knew... She was aware of what she had been through. She was aware of what she'd achieved. And, and as she said, she deserved it all. You know, she deserves all the plaudits, all the millions of hits, you know, all, all the records that have been sold and concert seats that have been sold. Because when it comes down to it, on stage or in a recording studio, she was absolutely brilliant. That's what everything else is built on. She was an absolutely fantastic singer and performer. Um, and I think hopefully, eventually, when it's all everything else is, is long forgotten, the music won't be, and, that, and that's what she'll be remembered for. There's more news, interviews, and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's the leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.